I don't know about you, but I want to figure out how to be a little more balanced. Life is full of chaos, adventure, and the unknown. I am on the search to hear from those who can make this journey more fun and easy as I learn how to be better to myself, enhance my health, and be a part of ending human trafficking. Welcome to The Balance Girl. Today, I am so excited to announce a very dear friend of mine, AJ Vaden. She is the co-founder of Brand Builders Group, international speaker, million-dollar consultant, and host of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Over the last 10 years, she has been a part of founding, launching, and building a very successful eight-figure coaching business and a multi-million dollar consulting business. She, along with her company, Brand Builders Group, AJ has been featured in Inc., Success Magazine, Fast Company, Entrepreneur, Forbes, and recently named as one of the top five personal branding speakers of 2019. Today, she uses her expertise and unique talents to both streamline back-end operations as well as creatively engineer the company's front-facing personal brands. I am so excited today. I have a very special guest on the podcast today, The Balanced Girl. I have Miss AJ. And AJ, you are you are the co-founder of Brand Builders Group, but I am actually a member of the Brand Builders Group. So I have loved getting to know you more and more. And I was so excited when you said yes to being on The Balanced Girl. So welcome. Uh, thank you. Actually, I was I was so excited that you asked me. So it's a, it's a win-win. We're going to have a lot of fun today. I just feel like the more I get to know you, the more I'm like, what does this woman not do? And you're so humble, but oh my gosh, like you have been featured in Inc and Success Magazine and Entrepreneur Forbes. Like there's so much you've been in, but you're just such a, um, honestly, like just gold, everything you touch turns to gold. So, and I know it always says it's been an easy journey when people look at you, they're probably like, Oh, she's always been successful and had an easy road. But tell us a little bit about who you are and where you are now. I'm excited to share your story with my audience. Well, yes, thank you. And that's so kind and generous. And, you know, it's, I recently got um, interviewed in a, a local magazine. I live in Nashville, Tennessee called Nashville Lifestyles. And it's like, you know how like every city has like their like go-to little local magazine. And they were doing this really awesome feature. And I, 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 I'm so honored to get to be selected. But then one of the questions they asked was, you know, what are you most proud of? And this, I swear, this will all make sense when I share this in just a second. <laughs> and you said, tell us about yourself. And one of my New Year's resolutions this year is to really help people get to know who I am, not just about what I've done. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so much of our lives and so much of our world, um, we we make all these you know pre-assumed notions and we just do a whole lot of assuming about people based on what they've done without ever really getting to know who people are. So I've made a commitment to myself that I'm going to share less about what I do and a whole lot more about who I am, hoping that maybe this will catch fire. (laughs) um, If you really want to know specifics about what I've done, you're going to have to pull those out of me. But I'll tell you a little bit about who I am. I am the mother of two wild and adventurous little boys. I have a 
two and a half year old and an almost five year old. Uh, he will be five in two days, which seems just literally impossible that I almost have a five-year-old. Um, I have an amazing husband who is also my business partner. So I've had the privilege of getting to see him both uh, be an awesome husband and dad, but also get to see him in his element at work, which I think is one of the greatest gifts of our relationship. Uh, I I am a lover of all things beach and warm, <laughs> so I'm very ready for spring and summer. Uh, I am an entrepreneur at heart. I learned very early in my life that I was virtually unemployable. I was raised in an entrepreneurial family. And I remember taking my very first job out of college and it was a, it was a very nine to five, like very strict. And I got written up my very first week on the job because I wore pants that showed my ankles. And I said, okay, this is not going to work for me. And then they told me I had two weeks of vacation and I was like, oh, like this is, I'm, I'm not cut from this cloth. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's been a a long bumpy ride ever since. Um, but I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm a lover of art. I was an art major. A lot of people don't know that about me. I actually went paint. I took a painting class this last weekend. It's the first time I have pulled out paint and brushes and a canvas in almost five years since I've had my kids. So it felt uh, very nostalgic for me. And I could go on and on. I'm a lover of good wine. I uh, love all things bubbly and sparkly. So those are some of those things about who I am. Not a whole lot about what I've done, but that's a little bit about who I am. Well, I love how you said that too, because I think what you've done is qualified you for where you are now. And so um, actually a lot of what I want to get into today is what you're doing now. Um, I would say you're the authority on personal branding. And I feel like nowadays, everyone, we live in such a culture of personal branding, especially with influencers and social media. And um, I know What attracted me to you and your company was how you guys focus on personal branding. So maybe we should start talking about that first. How did you get into this space and what makes you so passionate about this? Yeah. So the thing is like we kind of fell into this space. So we've been in this personal branding world for, I mean, going on 17 years, really. And I'll tell you one of the biggest things about why we're so passionate about this is, has a whole lot to do with what I just said, is because a personal brand is just another word for reputation. Mm -hmm. And a reputation is simply what people think when they think about you. So it's deciding. I think personal branding for us is a decision of being known for what you want to be known for. Whereas a reputation often happens by default where a personal brand is very intentional of going like, this is how I want people to know me. This is how I want people to think about me when I'm not around. And a lot of that just has to do with the, you know, intentional effort of doing that. And uh, we knew a really long time ago when my husband and I met, we were uh, business partners first, little known fact, we fell in love. Um, After we started working together, uh, kind of broke that cardinal rule. Uh, but my husband <laughs> had a uh, calling on his life since he was a teenager and he felt so called to be a speaker and to talk about discipline. Uh, that was not my journey. I was going to, you know, free spirit in the art world, you know, all the things. And when we started our first company um, is when I really fell in love with this concept of personal growth and personal development and uh, on that journey. And a huge part of why we've been passionate about personal branding is 
we've been there, right? It's like, you know, we went through the pains and it was very painful of growing our first company and uh, writing our first book and launching our first podcast and building our speaking careers and consulting business and a coaching business. And I just remember thinking for the better part of a decade, like literally 10 years of, you know, have you been in that situation where you're sitting in a room and you're looking around the room and you're going, everyone has a secret and I don't know what it is. It's like somehow people are figuring out how to get these huge book deals and how to grow these uh, amazing followings. And they're building all these businesses and they, they're talking about all the stuff they're doing. And we just, for a decade, we're like, there's a secret and we're the only ones who don't know it. And what we learned at the end of that 10 years is there is no secret and no one had a really good science to it. No one really knew exactly how they were doing what they were doing. Um, there wasn't a process to it. There wasn't a methodology to it. And so when we exited our first business four years ago and started Brand Builders Group, uh, very much of it, it was a God thing. Uh, it, we did not plan to do it, um, but it was kind of taking all of the experiences and, and expertise and coaching and advice and mentorship that we'd received for 15 years and we said, we're going to pull back the curtain and we're going to reveal um, that there is a process and there is a science and an art to doing all these things, becoming more well-known and uh, building this you know, thing today that we called a personal brand, which is also what we've all been building our whole life, which is our reputation. Um, but there is a way that we can do it quicker to build more trust in the marketplace. And uh, we very much consider ourselves experts in it because we failed a whole bunch for a whole bunch of years and have figured out that there is a right time to do things and there's a, uh, a timing to all the things. I'm not going to say there's a right way because I think there's a million ways, but there is a, there is a timing that's really important. And I think that's a, a key piece to all of this. You know what? I think it's time for a sneaky break. Are you looking for some motivation in the kitchen? I have just the cookbook for you. Dining and cooking always felt like riding a bike through fire. <laughs> but once I realized I could make things simple and food could taste so good, I fell in love with the kitchen. Simply Balanced is full of simple, delicious, healthy recipes free of gluten, dairy, and refined sugar. Head to KinseyPentecost.com and use the Balanced Girl for 10% off today. Now let's get back to the Balanced Girl. I love that. Your story is so encouraging to me because I think so many times you can feel unqualified and just going in like, what are, you know, you would have thought you knew your whole life you were going to go into brand marketing. And <laughs> I love how you guys got where you are and just how successful you've become. What would you say is one of the most important things that you need to do to define your personal brand? Yeah. So this is a question that we were asking ourselves. <laughs> one. Yes. And uh, it was about a year and a half ago, like super specifically. So we had formalized our business around personal brand strategy, which is, you know, as you know, what we do full time at Brain Builders Group, we're a personal brand strategy firm. We help people become more well-known, right? And uh, we're, you know, two, two years in this formalized new business of ours. And we're sitting there and we noticed a huge trend in our audience and in our community where there was this huge gap 
and the true understanding of what is a personal brand. And what we started noticing is that um, our audience and our community equated a personal brand with uh, an influencer or a personal brand is someone who has a lot of social media followers or who has a course or who has this like public figure kind of entity around them. And that's not true. That's not the case. Um, But those were our uh, hypothetical assumptions. Those were our hypotheses. And we're like, but we know that innately in our soul, like that's not it. And there's this huge disconnect with how the market is seeing personal branding. So uh, we went out and we started um, the very first ever uh, national research study on the trends and impacts of personal branding. And uh, luckily for all of us and all of you listening, this was not a study we did in our backyard. Uh, This was not just a bunch of friends and family that we reached out to. Uh, But we, uh, we hired a firm out of Austin, Texas called the Center for Generational Kinetics. And they are a team of PhDs who go out and field national research studies. So this is strictly for the United States as of now. One day we'll do a global one. But today, um, this was really impactful and something that we learned when we were kind of saying, like, what should people be doing? What we realized first is people don't even understand what it is. And so we sent out this huge study. We had a thousand different participants uh, sliced across all these different demographics uh, and psychographics across the marketplace. And here was the first question we asked. And we said, what is a personal brand? And we have this very formal definition um, at Brain Builders Group. And we say that a personal brand is the formalization and digitization of your reputation. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what we said. And then we asked all these, you know, like me and you, everyday people, like, what is a personal brand to you? And it was astounding to me what people came back and said. And at the end of the day, the majority, the overwhelming majority of all Americans said that to them, a personal brand is someone who is simply recognizable. That's it. They're recognizable. And at first it was a huge aha. And then it was a huge, duh, (laughs) like, of course, of course it is. And so what we tell people, like the first thing you have to do is you You have to decide what you want to be known for and then who do you want to be known by, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that is some like internal work of going, um, if if having a personal brand is important to me, then it's like, who do I want to have a personal brand with? Like, who do I want to know me? Whether that's for my personal life or my business life or a nonprofit world or for my kids or, you know, anything in between. But it's being very conscious of what do I want to be known for? What do I want to be remembered for? But then who am I actually trying to get known by? Mm. And I think those those are the first things or people have to get really clear about why do I want to do this? Why do I want to be more well-known? What do I want to be well-known for? And then who do I want to be known by? Well, it sounds so easy, but it's not. And it's so not. I'm like anyone going through a personal brand or on social media, you know, I, I dare you to ask yourself those questions. They're really hard to answer. And, but they, it makes it so much clearer um, as you start to unwind what you're doing in certain places, whether it's social platforms or, you know, and, and I really, um, I wonder what you think about third-party marketing and the wave of our future. You know, do you think all entrepreneurs 
need to be on social platforms in order to find success? I ask myself this question all the time. Yeah. So here's what I would say to that, uh, which is probably somewhat surprising. Uh, depends on where your audience is. It's like, I really don't think that even for people who are very much building their personal brand, uh, I wouldn't say that social media is the place for everyone. I would say it depends on where your audience is. Mm. Right? I strongly believe that those individuals who want to be more well-known um, and they really do have a message they want to share. And for us, uniquely at Brain Builders Group, it's like, you know, we call our community mission-driven messengers. There are people who truly have a message that they have. They have this calling on their heart that they're like, I need to get this out into the world. I just, I have it in me and I want to help other people. Um, but even if you're outside of that and it's strictly for revenue, which is totally fine too, I really believe it's like, it all starts with who, not what, not where, it starts with who. And I have found like from, I'll even take myself, I do not have a massive social media following. And for a lot of years, that really bothered me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm the CEO of a personal branding company. I need to have more followers. And then I realized it's like the number of followers does not build or diminish what I am doing. And you do not have to have millions of followers to make millions of dollars. That is not true. We all know that in the real world. And then we get online and we forget that. And we're just looking around at that. And what I have realized is that really so much of what I am passionate about um, as an individual, as an entrepreneur for my personal brand is offline, right? It's offline. It's like, I, I'm that old school person. I've got like an old soul where it's like, I actually still want to have coffee with you. <laughs> and I, like, I love engaging. I love speaking engagements and I don't want to do them virtual. Like I want to be live and in person. I want to feel the energy of the room. Like I want to be out there speaking and I love going to networking meetings, right? I love social events. And I have found it's like a huge part of my personal brand is kind of like old school, a little bit of, um, I know that there's more reach on social platforms and that's what I do it for. Right. It's like, I have access to my, you know, I have 10,000 Instagram followers, right? Perhaps they will all see it, perhaps not. Uh, the algorithms dictate that. But what I have found is that that's not where most of my uh, community lives, the people I'm trying to reach. And I think that's, again, you're, you're battling the realities of the world that we live in and the comparison of, do I need this whole thing or do I not? And I would just say, it's like, forget what everyone else is doing. And just say, who do you feel called to serve and where are those people? And then go all in on that platform. Like one of the things my husband and I have done um, is like, we feel so called to our podcast, right? And it's like the engagement and subscribers and followership uh, there. It's like doing podcast interviews, being on podcasts, like that is really where our audience is. And it's it's not really as much for us on Facebook or even YouTube or really even Instagram, right? It's so it's deciding who and then figuring out where. I think you guys really helped me see that. I was feeling pressure, like even from my own team, oh, get on YouTube, oh, get here. And I thought, whoa, 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 <laughs> I need to know why I'm getting on these places because it's a lot of work. And once you commit to something, you want to, you know, be there and be faithful in, to your audience. So I, I love that. Do you, um, 
what what would you say like any tips while we're on social media any tips of um you know how to grow your audience or most impactful type of media when to post absolutely i always like to hear this <laughs> so i would say i'll kind of give you like I won't limit it, but I'll give you some of the top things, right? So here's okay. what I would say. Um, and I, I, you know, a huge part of being in this world, uh, and you're going to hear this from no matter who you talk to, who you ask this, the number one most important thing is consistency, hmm. right? And you have to train your audience um, to know what to expect from you. And a huge part of doing that is being on a schedule. It's showing up on a regular basis and it's being consistent right? Posting sporadically will not win. That's just not going to happen. So consistency, uh, I think is the first thing. Uh, Great content, right? That actually matters. Um, Here's what doesn't matter as much, in my opinion, anymore is high production value. Uh, I will tell you right now that we get 10 times the engagement off of our selfie videos on our iPhone as we do on a highly produced video with bumpers and B-roll and music and lower thirds. 10 times. I'm like, why are we spending all this money doing this? I have no idea. Um, Because we look around and we think we should. And it's like, no, we know for us and our audience, um, using our iPhone and doing this, (laughs) the most engagement. So I think part of that is just knowing the audience again, but great content, doing it consistently. Um, That would be the first two. The third one would be platform-specific content. Most important for YouTube. Like Again, I don't care who you talk to. They're going to say it's like create your content for the platform that you're posting it on. So one of the things that I've just really decided is trying to be on every platform for me is not going to work. I just don't have enough capacity to create unique content for every single platform. And so I'm not, right? I do, like, I'll tell you right now, like, if you really want to connect with me as a human being, you're going to follow me on Instagram. You're going to see that I am a lover of Jesus. I'm a lover of my husband. I'm a lover of my kids. And you're going to get to just see me, right? You're not going to learn a whole lot from me on Instagram other than like what I eat and what I dress up for for Halloween. That's what you're going to get. But if you really want to learn from me, I'm going to tell you, subscribe to our podcast, The Influential Personal Brand. That's where you want to learn from me. If you want to talk about entrepreneurship, leadership, um, being a CEO and, you know, things that I'm oddly obsessed with, like taxes, and then go to LinkedIn. Right? And so it's, I've said, like, these are my platforms. I don't have capacity for me um, for Twitter uh, and if you really just want to see all the things reposted, then you can go to Facebook. Um, but that's all I do there. I just repost. Right. And it's like, I do think YouTube will be a huge part of my future, but I don't have the bandwidth to do it. So I'm being really intentional about what I have bandwidth for, but also where my audience is. Right. And it's like where our business needs my presence. Because for us, you know, being a part of all of these platforms is a business. And I think that's something that you said. It's a lot of work. And it's like, if you're truly going to do this to build your personal brand, grow your business, uh, generate leads, it needs to be treated like what it is. And that's a business. It's work, right? Um, This is not a side hobby that I do when I feel inspired. No, it's like, there is a a regimented schedule and it's like, things have to happen on a schedule. Um, So I'm super intentional with the platform, but then I'm making unique content for the platform, 
right? It's like you get something very different on my Instagram, then you do my LinkedIn, then you get my podcast. They're uniquely different things. And so you kind of get to see this varied side. Um, The fourth thing would be something I already alluded to is you have to tell people where to go to get what, right? So you want to connect with me as a human. We want to just like be friends and learn about each other. Like socially, go to Instagram. You want to learn about entrepreneurship and leadership and that kind of stuff. You go to LinkedIn. You want to learn about all things marketing, personal branding, go to my podcast. Um, But I'm super diligent about telling people where to go for what so they know what to expect. Uh, I also find this is interesting because this was a part of our study. uh, And I'll share a few statistics in a second about this that I think really reshifted the way that we were even doing our own social media platforms as a company, but then also with our personal brands. Because I'd say over the last 18 months since we did this study, we've changed a whole bunch due to the results of this study. Um, But I'll tell you one of the most interesting things that we found in all of this, uh, and I prove it, every single time I go out and do a speaking engagement, I will give the audience two options. I will say, follow me on Instagram. Here's what you're going to learn about, right? You're going to see me, my kids, my husband, and the crazy adventures that's called life, right? Or you can go to LinkedIn and I'm going to teach you how to save for taxes. I'm going to teach you about personal branding, leadership, all the things. Kinsey, off. 100% of the time, I will leave that and I will have picked up two or 300 new Instagram followers, 10 on LinkedIn. (laughs) Right? And it's because it's like people want to know who you are more than what you do. Mm. And that's a huge shift in our mindset and our strategy. Um, And I think a huge of it too is what the marketplace is asking for, which is why this term, this concept of personal branding is such a big trend. And I think that's really important too. It's like, this is a trend. It's not a fad. Fads go away. Trends do not. Mm. Right. And personal branding and identifying with the human element of people, um, that's not going away. It's stronger than it's been in the last 30 years because because of the internet and because of podcasting and social media. Um, But really what it is, is people are saying, it's like, I want to do business with people that I know. And, you know, it's like, and I need to see you in order to know you. And I need to know you in order to trust you. And if I'm just, if I'm just learning from you, that doesn't quite fulfill the need that the market is asking for. Um, Mm -hmm. There is an expectation today that um, I will learn from you way before I ever give you my money. We see that all the time, right? Five years ago, the expectation was I give you my money and you give me value and information. Today, the expectation is no, you give me information, you give me value, and then I'll decide if it's good enough for you to get my money. That's that is massively different in a very short time period. Um, and so there's this, this shift happening. Uh, there's an expectation that I will learn from you before I decide to give you my money. But then it's not just learn from you. It's like, I need to know you. Are you someone I want to do business with? Right? Do we have the same values? Um, do we think the same things? And that is where personal branding has really taken off because the people who are out there, they're putting it out there. Right. It's like, you know, I know who I want to do business with, but if you're not putting it out there, then I don't know if that's you. Mm. And so it's getting really clear on helping people get to know the human side of you as much as the business side. 
and, and then you got to actually put that out there. And I, so many of our clients say, it's like, well, this is really just for my business. And it's like, well, you're a part of the business. And so there's an element of if it really, if you really want to make it work, people have to fall in love with you just as much of what you're teaching them. And that's just, to me, that's the easiest part, but also the hardest part um, because it's, it's putting out them probably the more private parts of your life um, and, and revealing. It's like, yeah, I'm not perfect. Life is messy. I make a lot of mistakes, um, but like it or leave it, here I am. And that is risky. But I would say those are to me like the biggest tips um, on social today. It's you don't have to have tons of high production value. That's not what that's not what people are asking for. Um, it does need to be consistent. Ideally, it's video, right? Uh, people want video. That's a huge part of it. But I would also say it's a mix, right? It's like we do just as much static posts as we do videos because we know that there's still a, a mix out there. But the algorithm loves videos. So it's playing a game of both what's organic and what's in the algorithm. And I would say out of all these tips that I would say, there's one that's most important. Do not care about how many followers you have. Care about how many email subscribers you have. Ooh, that's good. Right? It is not about followers. That is rented real estate. It is about what you own. And the only thing you own is your email list. You own your blog. You own your website. You own your email list. Everything else is you're doing all the work to build somebody else's pockets. And I'm pretty sure Mark Zuckerberg is doing just fine. So <laughs> focus, focus on building your email list. Use social media platforms to drive email subscribers or podcast subscribers, but then use your podcast to drive email subscribers. But don't care about how many followers you have. Follow about Care about how many email subscribers you have. Most important thing. Forget everything I also said. Focus on that. You'll be good. That's actually one of the biggest um, things that brand builders taught me. And so I love that you just said that because um, sometimes you feel like you can't keep up when you're trying to figure out what platform to be on and be committed to the platform. Or for me, it's, you know, Instagram podcast reels and um, that I lost sight of email list. I didn't even think about it until you guys um, focused me and I thought, oopsie daisy. Um, And so that was great. That was really great um, for me to understand that that's where my future is with my brand. So thank you. You're, You're giving it all away today. I'm literally... It's so funny. This is me over here just taking notes for days. <laughs> it's a good podcast. Well, that's the best. One of the best things about having a podcast, right? It's like you get to learn so much. It's it's my favorite thing on our podcast is I'm like, I can't wait to have on the next guest because I'm like, what am I going to learn? What are we going to do? Yes. Right? It's one of the best parts of what we're doing. Uh, I love that. I agree. It's been like a secret little gift that you never knew was coming when you decided to host a podcast. Um, Okay. So you once said that, I love that you said this because I just want to hear your thoughts, but your comfort is what holds you back from your calling. So I'd love you to leave us today with telling us um, how to jump out of your comfort zone to really maximize success or even just to get into your sweet spot. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you remembered that too. Um, And I'll tell you, sometimes you get to jump out and sometimes you get pushed out, right? (laughs) Um, And I'll just, I'll give you a brief, like quick, my background with that. It's like our former company, we 
had given our sweat, blood, and tears, pretty much all things um, that we did surrounded around our first business for the first 15 years. We had two other business partners, and um, there were several times throughout those time periods that I felt like I was being called in a different direction, and I didn't have the courage to make the decision to leave, uh, you know, is all the things that we always tell ourselves. Um, I'm making too much money, too many people depend on me. We've already put this much into it. And, um, and so I just kept like pushing those callings down and I kept pushing those feelings down. And, you know, there's, you know, there's this like surface level of all things look really good on the surface, but deep down, you're just like, I know I'm not meant to do this. I know I'm meant to do something else. And I just, I just pushed it down for a really long time until one day um, there was a very sudden departure. So our exit from our former company was not planned. It was very sudden. It was very messy. Um, And to me in my life and my faith, um, this was God saying, you haven't had the courage to do what you know you needed to do. So now we're going to do it on my terms. And there you go. Right. And to me, I didn't get to jump. I got shoved out of a, you know, (laughs) <laughs> thousand story building is how it felt to me. Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't jump. And what I realized is that there was all the comforts in life that were holding me back from what I really felt like I was called to do and what was, what was on my heart. And it was making too much money, right? I'm already on this locomotive going hundred miles an hour. How do I get off of this? Why would I want to, right? Rationalizing on things, getting to travel the world, clients are paying for it and uh, ambition and success and all the things. And those were really comfortable. Mm-hmm. That is not what I was being called to do. And I knew it. And I was decidedly not doing what I wanted to do, what I really felt like I was put on this planet to do. Um, because, you know, it was, building a really nice house and I wanted all these nice things and it was really comfortable until it wasn't. And all of that went away pretty much overnight, right? Um, all this big, all these money, all the clients, our social media was poof, just disappeared into thin air. Um, and that was not comfortable, <laughs> not comfortable at all. And it was very humbling uh, and it was necessary And I found that that most challenging thing that had happened in my professional life um, up to that date, right? Hopefully nothing more severe than that's coming (laughs) to that date, right? Um, It was necessary because I had gotten so comfortable that I was ignoring the calling on my life Hmm. for the sake of things and success and money. And I wouldn't have admitted that before. I don't know if I even knew it before. Um, But the moment it was all away, I, I knew very clearly this was a reset and I needed it. My heart needed it. My soul needed it. My life needed it. Um, and so from then, it's like, I, I made all these choices in the very uncomfortable, unknown, unknowing of, okay, here we go. Um, but what we started to lean into is like, what do I want to be doing? What do I want to be known for? Who are the people I want to serve? How do I want to serve them? Uh, what do I feel like I've been called to do, right? Rather, you know, whoever it is for you, it's God, spirit, universe, whatever. Um, and started living into that calling. And I'll tell you what, Kenzie, it's like the last three and a half years have not been easy, but they have also not been hard. <laughs> Every single opportunity that has shown up in our lap has been literally just that. It has been you know, we've been working, but at the same time, I don't think there's any amount of work that we could have done to have prepared for the magnitude of what's 
what's happening because we're, we're living and we're doing what I truly believe that we were put on this planet to do. And we're doing it for people that we truly believe in. We're doing it for people that we truly want to serve. We are not perfect. We make a ton of mistakes. Like we have system errors. We have process errors. We, we got issues. We got issues. Um, but we're also, we're doing something that we are called to do mm-hmm. and uh, comfort or not. And it's amazing to see how quickly the comfort has returned um, because we're stepping into our calling. And uh, I don't I don't know if we would have ever gotten there any other way. And so I like one of my life mantras is now it's like your comfort will always hold you back from your calling because when you're comfortable, there's not enough reason to try something new. Mm. Right? There's not enough initiative to step out on a ledge because it's like, well, I don't want to mess up what I've got. And I've just been so constantly reminded that, uh, it's, it's the discomfort that actually grows you, challenges you, changes you for the better. And so now I I wouldn't say I I would welcome it. Um, but I would say I've embraced it and I've I've embraced it in a way of going, I'm going to choose my calling over my comfort because I know if I just focus on doing good and doing good things for good people, it will always come back to me. Maybe not immediately, but eventually it will always come back to me. I absolutely love that. That's one of my favorite things you share a part of your story. And I just think so many people will stay in their comfort zone and never experience their calling. And so it, I know when I came to my first in-person brand builder event um, this last year in Nashville, um, that was something that I really had in my head over and over again, will you um, step into your calling or will you wait till you get pushed? And I thought a lot of times <laughs> you'll get pushed, but um, I love it. So AJ, thank you so much for sharing all about ways to strengthen your personal brand and giving us so many tips and secrets and just sharing more about your company, Brand Builders. I am excited to be one of your clients and just to share you with everyone I know. And I just thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Absolute honor, pleasure, privilege. Thank you so much for having me. AJ, we cannot thank you enough for spending so much time with all of us today on The Balanced Girl. I have loved every minute of this episode, learning how to make a personal brand so impactful and strong. Thank you for all of your tips and wisdom of things you've learned of what to do and what not to do and how to really build trust as you build your personal brand. Thank you so much for joining us on The Balanced Girl and make sure to subscribe so you do not miss one episode of The Balanced Girl. Thank you.